Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy. Today is June 18th of 2023, and we're celebrating the 11th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Today's Gospel comes to us from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 9, verse 36, all the way through chapter 10, verse 8. At the sight of the crowds, Jesus' heart was moved with pity for them, because they were troubled and abandoned, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Then he summoned his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to cure every disease and every illness. The names of the twelve apostles are these. First, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew, James the son of Zebedee and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon from Cana, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Jesus sent out these twelve after instructing them thus, Do not go into pagan territory or enter a Samaritan town. Rather, go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, make this proclamation, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, drive out demons. Without cost you have received, without cost you are to give. Well, as many or perhaps even all of you know, I'm a priest in a missionary religious order. One of the most interesting things about being in a missionary order is that we're in more or less constant contact with our missionaries around the world. Missionaries who, following the example of today's gospel, are sowing the seed of the word in places where the good news about Christ and his church has never been heard before. Now, some of you might think that, well, in order to be a missionary, you have to go across an ocean or speak a foreign language. Well, some of us might be called to do that, but it's not necessary. In fact, we're told in one of the documents of Vatican II that the church is missionary by her very nature. The church is missionary by her very nature. That means that each and every one of us is called to be a missionary. Each one of us has the responsibility to spread the seed of the word right where we're at. Maybe at the hospital, in the bank, at school, or at home. But wherever we are in life, we're called to be missionaries. Sometimes when we see the culture of death around us, or when we hear about injustice, violence, or persecution, we might start to wonder, well, why doesn't give God give some sort of solution? Why doesn't, why doesn't God answer? Well, he has a solution, and he's given an answer. His solution, his answer, was first Jesus Christ, and now it's you and me as Christ's missionaries. This is precisely what we heard in today's gospel. It starts out with those beautiful words, At the sight of the crowds, Jesus' heart was moved with pity for them, because they were troubled and abandoned like sheep without a shepherd. Sounds like today's world. So what does Jesus do? Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is abundant, but the labors are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out labors for his harvest. And then, yes, indeed, he sends them out. His disciples go to spread the good news. And for this reason, we can say that today's gospel gives us some beautiful insights into the missionary adventure of which we can just mention two. 
First, no missionary work can bear fruit without God. And second, God wants to make use of us, each and every one of us, to spread the gospel. So no missionary work can bear fruit without God, and yet God wants to make use of all of us to spread the gospel. Now at first, it might seem sort of silly to say that missionary work needs God. I mean, after all, isn't he the whole reason for doing missionary work in the first place? Well, yes, but even Jesus himself, during the Last Supper, at that very last gathering with his disciples before his suffering and death, needed to remind them, without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. The work of evangelization needs God. He's the heart, center, and source of it. Well, if somebody's soul, for instance, is choked with the weeds of sin and anxiety, how can we change it? Well, simply put, we we can't. Conversion, faith, and spiritual growth, well, they're all graces, which means that they're, they're gifts from God. We can only ask for them. We can't make them happen. A conversion, a return to the life of grace, is a miracle. In fact, St. Augustine says that it's a greater miracle than the creation of the entire universe. So if we can't create the universe, how much less can we, through our own powers, put a soul into the state of grace? Yet this truth is also the source of strength. Because even though someone might seem beyond hope, they're never too far gone for God's grace. Because it's a grace that goes forth and restores everything. Now sure, if... Christ is the one who works miracles, we might be able to fake things for a while in our efforts. We might have some projects that look good, but if they're not rooted in Christ, meaning firmly planted in prayer, fasting, and sacrifice, they will never amount to anything. And the church knows this very well, right? She knows that the strength for her missionaries comes from prayer and sacrifice, because that's how we ask God for graces. If we keep that in mind, then it's not surprising to learn that the co-patroness of missionaries is St. Therese of Lisieux, a Carmelite who never left France. And for that matter, as a Carmelite, she never left the walls of her monastery. Yet, in making her co-patroness of the missions, the church places her on par with the great Francis Xavier, who baptized at least 30,000 people. And she's co-patroness because she nourished the missions with her prayers. Our works will be effective weapons against the culture of death only inasmuch as they're united to Christ's power through prayer. Now, when we emphasize God's foundation as the foundation of our missionary work, we might wonder, why does he even bother with us at all? Well, that too is a great mystery of his mercy. He calls us to help him redeem the world, to participate and prolong the redemption. That word redeem comes from two Latin words, re, meaning again, and emere, meaning to buy. And so redeem literally means to buy back. We always say that there's nothing free in this world. Well, there's nothing free in the spiritual world either. Someone's got to pay the price for souls. Of course, Christ did that on the cross, but with our prayers, our fasting, and sacrifices, we fill up what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ, St. Paul says. We become real participants in Christ's work of redemption. Our work, though, isn't limited to just prayer and fasting. No, we're called to actively witness to the truth of our faith in our daily lives, because that helps dispose souls to receive grace. 
Now, each of us, with our different lives, our different vocations, will do this differently. Perhaps another Carmelite nun, St. Elizabeth of the Trinity, gave the best description of a missionary witness. She said she wanted to be like another incarnation of the Word. To be like another incarnation, to be another Christ in the flesh for this present age. Well, what does that mean? Well, to be like Christ means to be patient. Because, as St. John says, God is love and love is patient. It means to be joyful, since the joy of the gospel fills the hearts and lives of all who encounter Jesus. To be like Christ means to be loving, since Christians are known for, by their love. To be like Christ means to stand firm in the truth, since what is right is right, even if it's in season or out of season. It also means to be compassionate, since it was with compassion that Christ sent his workers out. Now, these might seem like little things, but there's so many opportunities to practice these little virtues. These little opportunities at work, school, or home, if, if, they ta- if we take them, they turn us into other Christs. As yet another Carmelite prayed, May those who see me, Lord, see you. That's what we need. May those who see me see Jesus Christ. And so, through the intercession of Mary, star of evangelization, let's ask for the grace to remember that God is the source of all our missionary strength, and to ask for the grace that we might use that strength to be missionaries to the world around us, no matter where that is.